I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk is starting to ram. I'm letting go lonely. Letting go strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful life. All right, my friends, we're going to get rolling. My name is Jeff Cook. This is the TJ Wilson. We are thrilled that you are here, and we are going to have a very good time. I want to talk about getting bumped. Many of you will know what it's like to get bumped. One of the best checks on whether or not you are a healthy person is what it looks like when you get bumped. Especially, for example, a bump might be your slideshow doesn't work as you get on stage. But suddenly it does. Where are we at? <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> One of the best checks on how healthy you are as a human being is what you do when you get bumped. What is it that spills out of you? What happens when things go badly, when things go well, when you're bumped and something comes forth from you? This is one of the best checks for how healthy you are as a human being. And we're all bumped. When bumped, are you spilling out discouragements? Are you spilling out irritation? Um, do you get aggressive? Or do you aggressively react at others who bump you through outbursts, through physical force? Um, or perhaps do you become more passive? Do you passively react? Um, do you perhaps go behind people's back, cut them down because, of course, they bumped you? Does gossip begin to spill out? Uh, do you work against their purposes? Or when bumped, is it the case that what comes forth from your heart, from your inner self, is something that looks more like grace or a peacefulness, um, a wisdom, a healthy correction? One of the best checks on how we're doing as human beings is what spills when we're bumped. Of course, life is filled with bumps. And the question isn't, can I avoid all the bumps? Because that's never going to happen. The question is, is my soul healthy? The question is, when I'm bumped, what's coming out? Bumps are significant. They're a, de what, they're a diagnostic tool. They tell us how we're doing. Good life, in my mind, is about character formation. If you're ever like, curious, what is the meaning of life? This is where I land. It's about your character. It is about your insides. Character doesn't emerge uh, or even change instantaneously. It's a lifelong process to build yourself. There's no magic pills for this. It is, uh, as Aristotle noted, it's this lifelong commitment to excellence. So in some circles, you'll hear for, uh, like language like spiritual formation. The idea for spiritual formation is that you're forming your spirit. You're, you're, you're uh, intentionally trying to get your soul to adjust. And this is where Enneagram is incredibly important because it's a tool that does that kind of work. Enneagram is one map that offers one target. It understands your motive. It shows you how your motive influences who you are. The Enneagram itself, as you've probably heard us say before, it's a set of glasses. And it's glasses through which we see ourselves, our tendencies, and it paints often really well what the healthy next step is 
for types like ours. Some of you may be familiar with Dungeons and Dragons. I myself am not, but apparently at the start, you get handed a character, and by their nature, they're a wizard or a barbarian or a troll or a sexy thief. This is the beginning point. Each character has their skills. They bring something to the table. They engage the world and the battle and the drama in a specific way. Some of you will be familiar with the MCU, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons. I'm a Marvel fan. In the MCU, you will notice that as the films begin and unfold, we see people who are unique. One is amazing at creating tech. One is a super spy. One was part of a super soldier experiment that went quite well. One was part of a super soldier experiment that went quite badly. One was part of a super soldier experiment that also went quite badly. One was part of a super soldier experiment that also went quite badly. <laughs> and apparently 30 of them were bitten by radioactive spiders. <laughs> but we love these characters. Notice some of the things that we love most about them is how they confront their struggles. We see them get bumped, and we see what spills out. And often what happens with each of these characters is their struggles are very specific to their type. And so if we were to watch all the movies, we would note that the win for each of these characters can look very, very different. Some just want the world to be better. Some just want to help. Some want to shine on the biggest stage. Some know that they're unique and that they are burdened with glorious purposes. See, I practiced that all morning. It didn't work in there. I heard it in my voice. Some want to observe the world from a space where they are secure. Some are loyal to the good of their tribe. Some are running from past pain. Some just don't want to be controlled. And some just want to keep things calm. Unseen at times, what they are bringing to the table is unique, is helpful, apparently has power, and there are places where they really, 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 really struggle. But what they bring to the table is unique, and it's often indispensable. It's like you need all of them in order to make the world better. Once you imagine a symphony, there's an instrument that is played by each of the players. And each of these instruments is very different. It makes it really worthwhile that all of them are different. The player's line, what they accomplish, what their part is, is really based on the instrument that they've been handed from the beginning, right? And naming your instrument might be incredibly helpful. I assume when they were in kindergarten or second grade or fourth grade, somebody said, here's a clarinet, here's an oboe, here's some, some sticks. The violinist, once they have the violin in hand, they should not play their violin like the percussionists play their instrument. This would be bad for the violin, right? Oboe lines are going to be very, very different from the tuba lines. Knowing your line, knowing your part, knowing what you bring to the table creates a symphony creates these beautiful experiences for everyone else. You have an instrument. Each of us have an instrument 
that we've been gifted with. And the instrument that you play, that I play, is our very self. Naming who you are, naming what you want most, naming how your wants affect everything that you are and do and contribute to the world is how the song is played. This occurs in sports. Fast players are given certain roles. Bigger players are given certain roles. Athletes line up. They each have a function that's very different from the other functions. The value brought to the team is naming what you do, naming what you contribute, naming what your gifting is. The technique for your position, often very specific to who you are, where you find yourself, how you're wired, and where you line up. I'm really intrigued by some graduation advice I heard recently. I didn't graduate recently, but I heard some graduation advice. The person is a theorist in economics, and he says, don't follow your passions. You should identify and follow your talents. And I found that very interesting. Don't follow your passions. Follow and identify your talents. I study passions for a living. I get really into the passions. Obviously, Enneagram's all about passions. Um, but I find this sort of reflection cutting because we, in identifying our talents, should begin to ask ourselves, who are you? Where are your skills? What value are you bringing to others? How are you specifically wired to engage this world? How do you address your problems? How do you experience successes? And of course, what happens when you're bumped? This, in my mind, is one of the primary values of the Enneagram. Enneagram is a language for talking about our motive. It not only is going to tell us what the game board looks like and what all the little pieces do, but it tells you what the win is. It tells you what the win feels like. Not only this, the Enneagram is going to show us what tools you and I have available to us when we struggle, when we hurt, when things don't go the way that we want them to, when things are really great. It's going to show us our character. It's a fantastic tool for showing us our character. It's going to help us navigate those moments in our lives of stress and security. And that's what our gathering's about. This is Jeff. Over the next few weeks, we will be releasing audio from our stress and security conference. This is all new material for us, but we will pause here because these opening seven questions are important to sit on. If you're able, they're worth writing down and journaling through. Who are you? Where are your skills? What's the value that you bring to others? Can you put language to how you're wired to engage the world around you? How do you naturally address problems? How do you experience success? And perhaps most telling, what happens when you're bumped? Encourage you to take time with these, write down some reflections, take in your answers and process. If you have friends who you wanna help get into the Enneagram, this might be a fantastic exercise to do together. Share this podcast. If they need help typing, send them to our other podcast called Start Here. Start Here is an Enneagram podcast that helps folks type 
gives them the basics. It's green and white, has the around the circle logo. Lastly, if you are one of the 3,000 listeners we have that has yet to give us some stars or a review, they mean the world to us. They are incredibly helpful and they help others find this work. Uh, We're going to pick up the next section of this conference next week. Grace and peace to you and may all good things be yours.